What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Another two-man pod this week. Uh, we've got no new games to talk about this week, so we can talk about this week's new release, Micah. Singular. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2 comes out on the Nintendo Switch. I had no idea uh, that they were making a second Curse of the Moon. Now, for those of you that don't know... Um, Curse the Moon is the Bloodstained spinoff that plays more like the 18, 18, <laughs> 8 bit <laughs> Castlevania games from back when. I think, uh, Castlevania 3 especially was a, was a source of heavy inspiration for Curse of the Moon. Of course, Curse of the Moon came out before, uh, the Bloodstained proper actually released. Um, it came out a couple of years ago and now they made a second one, apparently. Hmm. So if you're, if you're looking for some hardcore 2D, uh, old school style Castlevania action. Uh, I heard the first one was really good. It's on my wish list, but I never did acquire it. So, yeah, I heard it's. Uh, I heard it's good. You know, if you if you want to experience what we experienced back in the early '80s, then um, when games were like like ridiculously difficult, like they programmed these things with like the, the, I think they still had the arcade mentality in mind. It's just like, <laughs> let's just cheat to win so that people keep feeding quarters into machine, but you don't have to feed quarters into this thing. Do you remember how like, so Castlevania three came out in 1991. I want to say I might be off by a year or two either way. Um, I remember being blown away by that game because it actually had like, it was the first game that I can recall that had like branching paths in it where there were like there were choices like when you when you encountered a new level um where you could go like one route or the other and that changed like what other levels you would encounter uh throughout the rest of the game they had multiple characters for the first time in Castlevania um that you could use which was also pretty cool um i still i still very much remember the clock tower level um <laughs> as being i don't know it just, it just stood out in a in a in a particular way it was very cool um, yeah. very cool world. That's a great game, Castlevania 3. I don't feel like Castlevania 3 gets enough due, um, as it should. Cause, cause one gets all the spotlight, right? Two is just one of the weirdest fucking games of all yeah. time. So people like to I talk about two, Simon's Quest. I played two and was just like, mm, I don't know if I want to play three. And then I played four. I played one, two, and four. Oh, you skipped three. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Three, like I said, three, three was excellent. Um, but yeah, so like I said, Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon 2, uh, for those of you interested. That is the only new release this week. And good thing, because there's a ton of news this week. But first, some housekeeping. Go to, go to YouTube.com slash DensePixels and subscribe. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that bell notification for all of our, I don't know. <laughs> uh, go to YouTube.com slash DensePixels and subscribe. You, uh, you get to see all the cool stuff that we have in our in our podcast dungeons i i spy the witcher series in in book form uh, uh behind yes. micah i only know this because my wife also owns the witcher series so i'm familiar <laughs> with what the spines look like on the books <laughs> <laughs> they're uh they're very good books um and uh i recommend them highly especially if you're a fan of like the the games and television shows, like read the books. That's where it started. You know, uh, just pick up the first one to see if you like it. First one is like six short stories. It's a real easy read. Aren't the aren't the first two books basically what they what what the first season of the Netflix show was essentially? That's what my that's what 
my wife said. So. I, I haven't watched the first season of the Netflix show yet mm-hmm. just because I've been so busy. But I do know it is the it is a prequel to all of the games, which are based on the books. But I think the games differ from the books uh, just a little bit. It's a lot of early, early stuff. Mm. Um, but the books are really good. And then, like, go on Steam and play. Uh, like, the first Witcher is still good. It doesn't. It plays weird, right? Because it's, I don't know, it plays weird, but it's a good game. Did I did I talk about Witcher three? Because I did start playing it a couple months ago. Oh really? Yeah. It's amazed how it's amazing how much that game has actually aged in such a short period of time. <laughs> it really is. Like I was not expecting the gameplay to feel so kind of clunky. And and my basis of comparison is Horizon. Like Horizon did kind of the gameplay oh, yeah. that Witcher was looking for, but like way better. Not so, that not that the game wasn't good, but and like the story was drew me in, but I didn't get very far in it. So I'm like, man, this this isn't really fun to play. <laughs> so you got to remember, The Witcher started off as a PC game, mm-hmm. and it was there was a lot of strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Like every encounter was, you had to kind of think through it, and you had to kind of prepare. Like you know how when people say you give Batman. Uh, prep time he can beat anybody Mm -hmm. that's kind of what Geralt is right like if you if you know you're about to go into like a into like a cave and these aren't like huge mega encounters either like if you're about to go into a cave to finish a quest you might want to yet the cave is dark so you're gonna have to drink something that affects your vision and then you might want to plant traps and then you have to have the, the correct sword because uh, I think metal swords are good for humans, but mm-hmm. silver swords are good for, uh, or witcher swords are good for monsters. And you have to, you have to kind of know what you're up against. And most of the encounters felt like that, especially in the early games, especially in one and, and parts of two. They, you say, you say the combat felt clunky. They dumbed down the combat for the for the Witcher three. We'll see, we'll see. And and the reason that people praise it so much, the gameplay is because a lot of folks were comparing it to like Skyrim, which is terrible in ter- <laughs> in terms of combat. So I get why it was done favorably, but if you're talking about just third person open world action adventure <laughs> games. It is not at the top of the list <laughs> in terms of that. We have digressed from the ad read <laughs> majorly. Go, uh, go subscribe to uh, all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, come, we, we skipped a week. Sorry. Uh, coming Distractions. Uh, we're going to think of something to do to kind of relaunch Coming Distractions in this COVID-19 era, uh, and the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. And if that's not enough, go to densepixels.com slash premium. There, for $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to the premium slate of of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, uh, which I will try to schedule uh, this week. No Time to Bleed, a new episode is up on uh, Desperado. Jay and I sat down to watch uh, Desperado. should have called me. I would have absolutely been down for that. Oh, I love that movie. I I love I love I love the second like like I said I know Once Upon a Time in Mexico isn't a good movie, yeah. but it's it it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Desperado though, love it, love it. Desperado is such a man movie. <laughs> it's such a it's such a guy movie. You know, it's a movie that you would see playing on Spike TV. Remember Spike TV kids? 
Of course you don't. You're youngins. Uh, the men with the golden tongues. The men with the golden tongues uh, is our spy and James Bond movie review topical show. Hope you don't hear that thunder out there. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, we are recording a new episode next week for the month of July. Uh, upstage conversation where Carrie and a guest talk about uh, musicals that have been turned into films. We'll see if she can. Uh, we'll see if she wants to amend that. Uh, seeing as how one of the biggest musicals of all time is available for everyone to see, as long as they pledge fealty to the mouse. Uh, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now, look, this is this is this is quite a time that we're living in right now. It uh, is. They're they're recording tonight, and I got to say, I'm a little bummed that I can't be on because I ha- <laughs> I have some hot Kanye West takes. Yo, that S- dude, some fire I takes. Mean, he can. Speaking of fire takes, he can take a trip into a ball of fire and never come back out. Dude's because... face looks like he's been stung by many bees. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, what was the name of that kid? What was the name of that movie with Macaulay Culkin? Was it? Macaulay oh, it's my, my girl. Yeah, my girl. Yeah, my girl. Yeah, those are the bees that I want him to get stung. <laughs> the my girl bees. <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. Uh, the full episode of a Look for a Political Podcast is also available uh, when you go to dunspistols.com slash print. Very good. Um, and, and like I said, you might want to go with the $50 a year option and save 10 bucks over the course of the year, because you're about to be paying more for your video games coming up soon. <laughs> uh, the, the gaming world was, was a, a flutter, a fluffle or fluffle. I don't know. People were mad. People were mad because a listing came out. Um, I actually not even listing an announcement came out from 2k saying that the Xbox series X and PlayStation five versions of NBA 2K21 are going to run 69.99 in the US as opposed to the traditional 59.99 price point uh that's been the standard uh price point since the PS3 360 era uh came around. Um this is not surprising. Uh I think I think we've been living on borrowed time for the $60 game price point uh for a couple years at this point. However, um, I, I do understand where people are coming from when they're upset. And here's why. So when, when games first went to 60 bucks, um, DLC wasn't really a thing and, yeah. and games certainly did cost a lot more to produce in the PS3, 360 era than it did in the PS2, uh, original Xbox era. And so I, I, I can understand that it's justified, but in this day and age, when you have Almost every single game that comes out has some sort of paid content, whether it's you know expansions after the fact, uh, whether it's microtransactions for skins or in-game currency or loot boxes or what have you. Games have such an opportunity for extra monetization nowadays that it's a much harder pill to swallow raising the cost of admission for, again, what's going to be the same product as the PS4 an Xbox one version with just enhanced features and capabilities. And you can, and, and, and again, I can see the argument from the other side where, you know, obviously extra development costs and it's more difficult to make and more, more financially resourceful to make. But I don't know. I, I feel I feel like you need to justify that extra price point. And I don't think that in, in most cases that they're going to do it. 
Um, you're right. They're not. And, um, and yeah, I agree with everything you said. The, the fact that these games are using the mobile game pricing structure and, you know, uh, 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 money retention structure is just kind of like, uh, I'm getting it from both ends, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you don't have to do it, but you know, if I don't have to do it, why are you putting it there? Right. It's because you, you want people to do it. And it, I mean, look, uh, and, and so, you know, this means that special editions are going to be, you know, when a Ubisoft well, game, comes not necessarily because, because they did. So in this article, they did highlight the, the Mamba edition that's coming out. That's going to feature Kobe Bryant on the cover. Um, and that's still a hundred bucks. And that's kind of been the going rate for the special edition for 2k for the last couple of years. I think, um, I think that the, okay, this is either a ploy to get people to buy the special edition mm-hmm. or, uh, the special editions are going to go up. I cannot see Ubisoft who with every of their tentpole releases, every one of them has like eight different editions. <laughs> I can't see them not being $10 more for each iteration of said product when assassin's creed valhalla special edition will be 80 deluxe edition will be 90 and super hardcore like i i I got a viking helmet edition will be like 130 right and um you know it's just i don't know i don't know well and and i feel like i feel like this also because because again anytime anytime you raise the point or the point, anytime you raise the price point, rather, you're going to give more people pause sometimes over whether they need a game at launch or whether they can wait for stuff to go on sale. And, you know, something like Cyberpunk, for example, you're going to charge me $70 for that. I'm totally fine with that because it's a game that, you know, easily just even beating the main campaign probably would take me 40 to 50 hours to not even mention the side quests and stuff like that that's going on in there. But like, Take like a God of War, for example, or a Ghost of Tsushima that's coming out soon, or like a Horizon, because Horizon will be a next generation game as well. I'd have a little bit more, like like those games that are like your 15 to 20 hour experiences, that's where you might lose some folks saying, do I need to pay $70 for this game right now, or can I wait six months and get it on sale for 40 or 45 or whatever the new step down price point is going to be? for games in this generation. Yeah. So I, I think you can only hurt yourself in sales. Um, it's, it's one of those things that it's, you, you have to balance the right price point over you make it cheaper. You'll sell more. If you make it more expensive, you'll sell less, but where's the sweet spot that, you know, sales won't be as impacted by the price that you can collect the maximum income. Um, it's tough. It's tough. But like I said, if you want to pay, if you want people to pay 70 bucks, um, you have to really, have that incentive. And again, like, like we've been talking about anything that has additional content that you can buy optional or not is that that's a tougher pill. Like two, two K is still gonna be selling VC. Like it's going out of style, even though you're paying $70 for that game. Yeah. And the sad thing is you're, you're right. When you said, uh, when you said it, when you first started is that, you know, this was inevitable. Um, it, it this is, uh, testing the waters. Mm-hmm. And um, 
pretty soon we will we'll we'll complain about it for a while and then we'll just accept it and keep and everything will be status quo. Right? Michael like Michael Pactor seems to think that there might actually be some pushback from the industry or from the consumer part of the industry on this. Really? And my, and, and it might give them pause. No, notice that 2K is the only people that have announced this so far. And it's for one game. Yeah, I it's it's and it's a game that theoretically you could play for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm uh, I mean, uh, I'm at the point now where it kind of is what it is. If I knew that my 10 bucks was going to the people like making the game, mm-hmm. then then I wouldn't feel too bad about it. It's but not I the mar- the margin's going to be the same. Right on 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 that is it like 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 the they'll get more money by proxy of the fact that margin is based on percentage, but it's not going to be like it's not like the ten dollars is going to go straight to the to the right. development team even like it's right. going to go to the publisher first and then and then whittle down from there. I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 it is inevitable, but it it still doesn't seem right. But we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the last that we hear of this story. Um. We talked briefly about this. This is, I think, one of the smartest ideas that anybody's ever done. I don't know why it's taken so long to figure it out. So the Xbox Summer Game Fest is an event that's happening from July 21st through 27th. Um, this is in partnership with the Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest, you know, summer-long event that he's doing that's been very successful um, by any approximation. But basically, during this week, there will be a collection of over 60 demos that Xbox One players can play. And this isn't like a perfectly polished, you know, vertical slice as as a, a finalized demo would be. This is the, you know, work in progress, you know, alpha version, beta version kind of thing that you would see if you went to a trade show of some kind. A um, couple of the names that are listed here. Uh, you have Destroy All Humans, uh, Haven, Chris Tales, Hellpoint, Skatebird, uh, The Veil, uh, Raji and welcome to elk. Um, there's going to be a lot more besides, uh, I guess maybe the, the triple a triple a factor is a little bit diminished here. Like you're not getting any of the, the really big hitters, but I would think the thing like this would be better tailored towards, uh, smaller games and indie games anyway. Yeah. And, and like I said, this is a brilliant way to get, uh, to, you know, kind of give people that E3 feel, but from their couch, um, to get exposure for a lot of other games that might normally get swallowed up in, you know, in the wake of the larger stuff that you'd see on a trade show floor. Um, I think this is brilliant. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, it, it pays to own an Xbox for once instead of just having a PlayStation. Uh, what do you think about delivering demos to folks at home? Yeah, this is, uh, this is great. I mean, with the technology that we have, I don't. Like you said, I don't understand why this hasn't been done uh, a while ago. Um, this is uh, this is plus for people who are interested in like game development, like to really see what a game is looks like in like a work in progress state. That's uh, this is cool, man. This is cool. I have to dust off the old Xbox, yep. use it for something other than a media player, and get that get that updated now. So that so you don't have to wait. For it later. Then again, the updates are pretty fast on Xbox. I do have to admit. Yeah. Um, couple acquisition news. There's there's one small one and then a much bigger one that we're going to spend more time on. So Sony is considering bidding on Leu, um, which is a company most notably uh, who owns Digital Extremes, uh, who is the developer for Warframe, 
one of the most popular free-to-play games on the market. Um, the bigger deal, <laughs> I think, is the the rumor that came out a couple days ago that Microsoft uh, is considering getting into the bidding war for the WB Games division uh, that AT&T appears to be interested in selling. Now, this would be quite a big acquisition uh, if, if, if Microsoft were to get in and, and win this. Again, uh, the price that is expected to, to fetch for the WB Games division is between 2 and $4 billion uh, in order to acquire them. But to Microsoft, that's nothing yeah. like that. Like that's, that's a rather insignificant amount of money when your company is worth a trillion dollars or $3 trillion or how many trillion dollars they're worth. Um, but again, you would be getting, you know, rock steady. You'd be getting NetherRealm studios. You'd be getting uh TT games who makes the Lego series. Um, it would be pretty nuts for them to pick them up if they were to, to do such a thing. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> it would be wild, man. Uh, you know, play the Arkham series exclusively on Xbox. Now, see, you say you say that. I I think there. I honest to God, I think there is a zero point zero percent chance that you would see like any of the DC Universe games, um, the Mortal Kombat series, the Injustice series, the Lego series. There is no way that they would exclusive gate those games to Xbox One. Why else are you buying another realm? To make money. To make to make a to make a new well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like like why 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 would you cut yourself off from potentially fifty percent or more of the game buying audience? Oh well that's why I don't run a company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean fu- I mean for fuck's sake, even MLB the show is going, you know, multi platform next year. Yeah, but I, you know, sports are a little different, right? Like, are sports, are they are they different than fighting games? Or I mean, I mean, people like like people who don't play, people who buy video games, uh, who people who enjoy video games buy the show, and people who don't who buy one game a year who like baseball, like that's their game. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're a little. I feel like sports are a little different animal. Like, the sports are so broad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas you're not going to get, um, you're not going to get my buddy from work to go buy a Batman game, you know what <laughs> I mean? but he'll buy a basketball game. So I don't know. This is uh Hey man, you want to make some money? That's, that's a okay with me, but I, I really want Microsoft to have like exclusives. You know what I mean? Like if I mm-hmm. get this, when I get this series X, like I want to be able to, I don't know. I just I, I I like having exclusives on multiple systems. It gives me it gives me justification for wasting my money. Well, I was say it gives you it's it's the reason for buying the game console because if there if there's no right. if there's no tangible exclusives, why the fuck would you buy a Series X and not exactly. just a PS5? Exactly. Like the 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 uh, the Game Pass might be the best value when it comes to gaming, but that's for like people who don't mind waiting a year to play a game and I can't do that. I'm not uh, like, what is, what is, I saw something that's coming on game pass recently Mm -hmm. and people were like, yo, I can't believe it. This is coming on game pass. And I'm like, yo, I beat that game three times over. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I mean, that's great. You know, 
that's great, but I'm I'm just not that. And I and I'm all over Game Pass because I'm like, I do I really want to pick Game Pass up again? And, now, and you're, I look you're, at you're, it, you're 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 called to the new guy. Yeah, man. I just I just uh, it's not for me. So, I, but I would if like more exclusives were were there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More more Gears Five, more stuff like that. More Gears Tactics. I don't know if Gears Tactics is on Xbox, but stuff like that is what would make me jump right back into right back into Game Pass. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I think if they if they do acquire them, it would be very interesting to see what happens. I still think that 2K makes way too much sense for them not to do it. Um, and again, they have all the money in the world too, because Grand Theft Auto just prints money, and so does NBA 2K. So, like, I don't, I don't think that they're suffering either uh, for hard-earned cash. Um, quick follow-up to a story we talked about last week briefly. Uh, Maxime Beland, uh, who was a former creative director and editorial VP at Ubisoft Toronto, has resigned following sexual assault allegations that were published about him on social media. Um, and then uh, also apparently Tommy Francois, who is a VP of editorial and creative services, was placed on disciplinary leave uh, pending the outcome of, of an investigation. The statement that Ubisoft uh, put out about Milan made it sound like that he was just – uh, you know, t- speeding up the inevitable. It seemed like that they were probably going to be cutting him loose anyway. Um, but yeah, so like I said, the uh, the accountability continues onward uh, around the gaming industry, and uh, that's good to see. Yeah, so it is good. Um, yeah, I need people to stop. I need people to stop. Like, like, like it's work, guys. It's work. <laughs> you're not home these people aren't your friends they're your co-workers yo. like like don't stop playing grab ass at work guys like, <laughs> i don't know uh finally in the in the news um just just a delightful piece of information that i wasn't expecting to see come out so there was a trailer that dropped today uh for king's mom lore re-reckoning we talked about this me and mike are both very excited for the re-release of this game release i am didn't you not play it Actually, I played a little bit of it. Okay. For some reason, I couldn't get into it, but I'm willing to uh, give it a shot again. Well, it's coming out September 8th this year. Uh, the trailer was not very good. Like, if you know nothing about King's of Amalore, that trailer is not a very good representation on on how cool and fun the game is. This trailer looked like one of those trailers that you see for, like, Rage Shadow. It looked very versus. generic. It looked very yeah. generic. I was disappointed in the trailer. However, it was all it was all paid off at the end of the trailer when we saw announced that coming in January 2021 is a brand new expansion for the game that's called Fate's Warn. So this is in addition to the other two expansions that originally released uh, for Kings of Lord, but they're putting out brand new content. Um, it's not clear if this is content that was already developed. Uh, that they just remastered, or this is, you know, new content that they're making from scratch um, at THQ Nordic. But either way, uh, this is really cool. I cannot recall a re-release of a game that I can remember that ever came with a brand new expansion for the game uh, on its re-release. Pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool, man. This is very cool. Yeah, I looked at this trailer, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. No, the the, the trailer was poor. The trailer was definitely poor. (laughs) 
Uh, speaking of poor, you know who's not poor? <laughs> Jeff Bezos. You know why not. he's not poor? Because you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for your Amazon purchases. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, you help keep Jeff Bezos rich and you give us four cents on every dollar you spend. <laughs> so buy often. Um, I've been looking at camera lenses uh, because I'm trying to get back into photography. And, um, and uh, pro tip. For all you amateur photogs out there, um, money's not in the body of the camera. Money's in the lenses. And uh, lenses are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm looking and I'm like, oh, hey, here's this Australian guy telling me about, about lenses I should, I should probably buy. He's recommended some lenses. Let me go ahead and see what on. Let me go to www.densepistols.com slash Amazon and see what these lenses got. $1,500? You you should you should probably look at eBay for lenses. That's where I buy most of my camera lenses. <laughs> uh, well, that's for I'm folks at. on eBay. So it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! But uh, but we don't have an eBay link. Nope. We have an Amazon link. Yep. So go to slash Amazon for all of your incredibly expensive camera lens purchasing needs. So uh, the 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 topics the top topics of the week uh, both suck just 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 forewarning uh, they're both terrible because the world is terrible and uh, and terrible things keep happening. So Last of Us Two, notable game you might have heard of it, small independent game from creator Naughty Dog PlayStation. Uh, a lot of controversy something, about something the, about the Holocaust. Something some, something something or so. Um. <laughs> The Schindler's List of video games. It's been said. <laughs> um, so that so it came out, and there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the game between Crunchy Naughty Dog and again the the vice president Naughty Dog not running away from comparing it to Schindler's fucking list, which seems a little much. Uh, and we've and we've you know talked about those controversies and, and given them the scorn that they uh, that they deserve. However. What is not necessary by any stretch of the imagination is sending hateful messages to the voice actor who plays a character in this video game because the character that the voice actor voices did something that you didn't like. And that's what's happening to Laura Bailey. So... Laura Bailey is the voice actor who plays the voice of Abby, uh, one of the characters in The Last of Us 2. And we can't talk about this story without talking about spoilers. So if you don't want Last of Us 2 spoilers, uh, I would skip ahead probably 10 minutes just to be safe uh, so that you don't have to miss the spoiler or so you don't have to get spoiled. I will give you guys a couple seconds before we get into discussing this. And there you go. So in the game... Uh, the character Abby is kind of the antagonist for the first half of the game. And then she kills Joel, who is, of course, the, the playable character that you play as from the first Last of Us game. And then you have to play as Abby in the second half of the game. Like, that's one of the big twists uh, in the game as well. And people were really pissed that she killed Joel. So pissed. Uh, that Laura Bailey sent a screenshot of some messages that people sent to her 
uh, saying things like, I'm going to kill you because of what you did in Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to find where you live and slaughter you. I will stab you. I hope your parents die by hard cancer for killing this character. Um, this is insane. Like, what, like, uh, if anyone has no responsibility for the actions of a character, it would be the voice actor. Like, they're literally just performing a part that was written by the game's writer for them. They're an actor. And yet, somehow, people are like, this actor who's playing a role of a fictional character did this thing that I don't like, and this is unacceptable, and I have to send threats of violence to this person to show them how upset that I am at the thing that their fake character that they, ha- that they lent their voice to did. Twitter uh, is the worst invention ever. It really is. <laughs> like, people don't need to access you, like, whenever. It's the worst. And uh, the dregs of society use it and use it often. And I, I just, and this is just another example of that. Like, part of me is like, are these people like, like, do they have all their mental faculties? And I'm not saying that to be insulting. I'm saying that, you know, as like someone who is concerned about uh, one, the actor, and two, like the people making these these threats. Or are they just a bunch of, which is more likely, are they just a bunch of bro-dog assholes who don't like women for some reason? I, um, this is gross, man. Like, it really is, dude. And I, I, like, it's not, like, it would be one thing if you didn't like her performance. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm not saying that as like just want to say you uh, should die. Fuck you. You ruined it. No, like just I just I don't know. I, I, my brain can't comprehend what to say because I, I don't understand the mind of someone who would who can't separate fact from fiction or reality yeah. from fiction. I should yeah. say. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't get it, dude. Like, even if you don't like the game for any, re- like, if you if you don't like the game for whatever reason, I don't feel the need to run up to someone and say, hey, you suck. Your game sucks. And, like, I just move on. I chalk, I chalk, I chalk this up to a loss and move on. I'm not saying the game is bad or, or good. I haven't played it. But I just, I never understood that mentality. I never understood the mentality of, you know, going up to somebody, telling them straight up, I don't, I don't like your face. And then just going about my way. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing. Like if, if a, if a, if a video game and, and I'm going to now steer into the Schindler's list area, which I don't want to be, but you know, if, if a video game can elicit that kind of emotional response from you, like, like where your knee jerk reaction is, to be devastated by this, right? To, by by the actions of this character, like you should be praising the, the the people that created it that were able to elicit that response out of you. Like that, like that means that they did a good job of telling their story, uh, and 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 getting you emotionally invested 
in what by all accounts is a shitty character. Like Joel sucks. Like we've talked Joel about we talked about stinks, Joel's dude. shittiness uh from the first Last of Us game. I hated Joel. That's part of the reason I didn't like that first game, man, is because I I only liked uh um uh what is her name? Ellie. She was the only every adult in that game was a fucking asshole. And I get it. That's part of the story. But I had no one to root for. And it was it, Joel, particularly, I mm, mm, fuck <laughs> that guy. And where's Joel gonna like Joel's ultimate end has to be him dying, right? If you even think of if you think like if the story goes where I think it goes, it has to be him uh meeting a violent end with all the violent ends that he is like it always comes around on you, like that's that's the point of this game. It, it, it's it's like the walking dead right like it's like they are the the living people are the walking dead right like the point of this game is that you know there's a circle of violence and it just spirals out of control what, what did you think was going to happen to joel he, he's he, just gonna live go live, live happily ha- age gracefully in 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 apocalypse land and yeah, what? not like, not have to on, face man. any consequence for for the selfish actions that he made in the first like, game just, no comeuppance at all <laughs> Because uh, people have apparently never seen a movie before, ever. <laughs> it's not even people don't even people don't think people don't think. Just take a second to think about it. I just I know, and 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 it's insane. So so like I said, like like if you were that emotionally invested in that character, and and so to the point where his death traumatized you to that to where you felt the need to reach out to the person portraying the character that killed him, like. Again, that that that's 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 a that's an achievement of the game to make you feel that way. But you don't actually hit send on the tweet, you moron. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with people? And apparently, like, like this, and not apparently, this this is nothing new. Like this, you see the same thing, you know, done to to movie actors and and uh, you know other people that portray characters and things of that nature. Um, but it's just uncalled for, man. Like, it's just so fucking stupid. And this is why we can't have nice things. Because because we have fucking idiots out there uh, that force people to see this shit. And again, Laura Bailey's just doing her thing on Twitter. She's not trying to fucking, you know, you know, <laughs> like yeah, she she shouldn't not, be the subject of that, right? She shouldn't be. And and Neil Druckmann also posted some messages uh, that he got, which are even grosser, if that's possible. Um, with yeah, different like all this anti all this anti-Semitic shit, right? Man. Like, uh, come on, man, come on, like get get the fuck out of here, dude. And like, and again, like it, 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 and it's all because people feel you you see the same shit in a lot of other mediums where where they have like a beloved fan base, like you see it in like the Star Wars movies and and things of that nature, where people take this ownership of the product to the point where if the people creating the product make decisions that they don't like like they fly off and this like oh how fucking dare you like this belongs to us this is bullshit like i n- i never understood the amount of vitriol that like george lucas got for example for yeah. decisions that he made in the original or in in the prequels or you know going back and adding special features to the original trilogy you don't have to like those things like that's a valid response but to like act with anger at George Lucas for doing it as if he's not fucking allowed to. He's the creator of Star Wars. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. 
It's not yours. Yo. Right. It's not. It's you are not. you are a consumer of the product. You are not the gatekeeper of it or the or, or the owner of it. Right. You don't own you don't own the product, dude. Like uh, this is this trips me out, man. This trips me out. I see people not people are sending people are sending death threats to to the body model of of Abby cuz she'll <laughs> fucking rip your head off. <laughs> <laughs> how about you how about you send some hate mail that way see what happens to you get out of here man i just people are gross man people are gross just a bunch of fucking john hinkley's man just a bunch of weird jody foster stalking weirdos dude ain't grow that up, the man. truth grow up so but yeah fucking wild man don't don't be shitty don't be shitty like just don't just i swear to god tw- twitter should not be free <laughs> It really no, it fucking should. Yeah, you're right. You, it could exist. Monetize. You'd you'd weed out a lot of the fucking idiots if you charge people <laughs> five dollars a month to be on that fucking platform. I guarantee you. Oh, that and 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 like I said, the news just keeps getting shittier. So Evo Online, the replacement this year for Evo because of the COVID nineteen process, is canceled. Uh, and the reason it's canceled is because Joey Cuellar, who was the organizer and CEO of Evo. Uh, had some sexual abuse allegations made against him that seem pretty credible, and Evo is now working to separate him completely from the company at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could say that he did it because he came out and apologized, right? And what? And when here? And here's arguably the bigger, like, sexual abuse allegations. Pretty bad in general. Uh, also bad when the abuse occurs uh, by someone who was under the age of eighteen. That's yeah, called pedo- you're, pedophilia, you're a my pedophile, friend. Dude, you're a pedophile, and that's the word that I love to call white people when they want to call black people the n word. Call them a pedophile right back because nobody wants to be a pedophile, dude. Nobody. And uh, this dude is. <sighs> So basically, pretty much everybody pulled out, right? Capcom, NetherRealm, Bandai Namco, they all they all rolled out as soon as they heard this, mm-hmm. and because of that, like nobody wants to touch this. So here's here's my question: something like this mm-hmm. is, you know, this isn't a minor controversy. No, not this, at all. This is this is something very serious. This is. This is something with with uh, uh, the law could get involved in this. Mm-hmm. Is Evo done? Like, does Evo come back from the? the does the history? name Evo? Is the name Evo done? Yes. If if they want to continue this tournament, it is going to have to be rebranded because I feel like that something like this, when you have someone that is in that prominent of a position, um, that has these allegations against them. It's 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 very difficult to separate it from the brand. You know what I mean at that point. So yes, I think that given what has happened, if you want to continue Evo, it's going to have to be called something else than Evo. Now you can have the same organization if they're able to cut ties with this dude um, completely and get him out of the mix. Um, you can keep the organization and you can keep the infrastructure in place, but it's not going to be called Evo Championship Series anymore. It's going to be called Yuck. something else. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Um, not wild. It's gross. And, um, you know, the fighting game community is a, is a, is a weird community. 
because it is like half of like part of the game is like a bunch of trash talk and getting under people's skin while they're playing and stuff like that. Like mm. it's very like mentally abusive uh, to try and rattle people. But at the same time, like that community tends to come together and stick up for one another, uh, especially regarding like, you know, there are a couple outliers, but when, if you're good, you're good. Mm-hmm. And people generally don't tolerate like racism and harassment and shit like that. At least in my experience, I'm not, I haven't been to too many tournaments and the ones that I've been to, they were like local. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was all good. It was all love, but this is, um, so it's, it's, it's a weird dichotomy, right? Like it's a bunch of trash. It's like sports. Like it's a bunch of trash talk, but then, you know, everybody at the end shakes each other's hand, like, and, and they give each other a hug, they, you know, wave from six feet away because we can't, <laughs> but, um, but, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with this, but um, this is gross, man. This is gross, and and now that you've mentioned it, yeah, I kind of agree with you that the uh, the tournament doesn't have to go away because that was something I actually really look forward to in July every every summer. Mm-hmm. And but um, yeah, man, this is and they've come such a long way too, man. <laughs> like, well, they 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 have, but yet it's it sure does seem like every. Every every five or six months or so, there's always a story popping up about someone in the FGC being fucking shitty or racist. I'm talking, or, I'm talking about Evo itself. Oh, e- oh, oh, yes, the Evo tournament absolutely has yes. come such a long way. I mean, like, like if you go back and like, still the most famous clip is the is the Justin Wong, um, Daigo, you know, blocking uh, blocking yeah, the super terrible. combo, right? Um, and like that was done in like a, like a conference room ballroom where (laughs) like like on a projector screen basically. And they've gone from that to, to being inside of the MGM grand arena, you know, (laughs) like, 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 like on, like on a fucking stage with giant, you know, monitors everywhere, like being broadcast on ESPN. So yeah, it's come, it's come a enormously long way, uh, that from where it started from humble beginnings. Um, but like you were saying, and and like I was kind of alluding to, it's going to be difficult for the FGC to to really continue moving forward if you can't stamp out the idiocy that happens every. Again, it's every four, five, six months. Someone from the FGC that's notable pops up and said something racist, or said something homophobic, or said something transphobic, or you know, now with, with these assault allegations coming out against folks, like it's, it's always something every once in a while. And I feel like that when you have those people popping up constantly in your community, it's going to hamper your community's ability to grow because especially when it's top players, it's not like, like usually when these stories come out, it's not like it's people that you've never heard of before. They're nor- they're typically names that even people like me who follow the FGC very casually have at least heard their name in passing before in most cases. Um, and that sucks. Like, and, and that sucks for everyone else in that community who is a good person, who does keep their nose clean, who doesn't say stupid shit. That's just trying to, to build that community up. I mean, I was talking with Johnny and Nintendo has also kind of basically washed their hands 
with the Smash community at this point because the because the Smash community is like the Moss Eisley of the FGC. It's a fucking wretched hive of scum and villainy. And you wouldn't think that it would be for a fucking for Smash Brothers of all games. Right. But for some reason it, and right. dinosaurs are fighting each other. But for some reason it has like the most toxic fan base of any of any game in the FG of in the FG in the fighting game universe. So like I said, I it's it's good that Evo is, is trying to distance themselves and quickly uh from this from this dude. Um but this is gonna this is gonna set them back, man. And I don't know I don't know what Evo looks like next year. And that's assuming that we're pa- that we're fully past the COVID situation. Like that's assuming that that's still not gonna be a factor, which we don't know at this point. So it sucks, but you know, it's that unfortunately my my two percent theory continues to reign supreme. Where where if two percent of the general population are pieces of shit, then two percent of any subgroup of the general population are also going to be pieces of shit. And it's kind of hard to to avoid that sometimes. Yeah, and uh, it's the whole bad apple analogy, right? Yeah, and, and it just it's fucking sucks, man. So we go to the post office, um, and and piggybacking on this, the first comment is from Johnny. He said, "Not a question, but I really hope that this recent wake up call in the FGC builds for a better tomorrow because it's at its worst right now. It's at its lowest point. And again, yes, like th- this is definitely the lowest of low points, but it's not like it's the first one that we've come across. I don't yeah. think. Um, Malcolm. Now, now Malcolm is also talking about the FGC, and uh, I." I, th- this is a sentence that is in English, but I don't understand. It's in a language that I don't understand, so perhaps you could translate. I'm going to read Malcolm's sentence verbatim. So, Mr. Wizard, huh? Can't say I'm shocked at him or really anyone else who was outed. Seeing some of those guys, they gave me bad vibes when I'd go to tournaments. Should be com- should Combo Breaker be the standard for how an event should be run? I would say CEO, but Jabali was kind of an ass to be at DreamHack two years ago. Uh, Mr. Wizard is the pedophile in question. Oh, okay. There you go. I didn't know his um, nickname. Yeah, that's 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 the only name I knew him by. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think uh, the other person runs Combo Breaker, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not up on Combo Breaker. I'm not up on on. I I watch this stuff casually as well. I know a few names, but mm-hmm. I'd have to look and see faces and stuff like that. Uh, I follow very I follow very specific people because, like you said, like too many people like I follow people who are who take this stuff seriously and treat it with the professionalism that I think it deserves. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't just follow. I don't just keep up with just anybody. But yeah. And I can't say I'm shocked. Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing surprises me now. Uh, whatever, man. I'm looking out my window waiting to see a pig flying. Who cares? It's 2020. Nothing <laughs> surprises me now. Sucks. Uh, Cam says, the fuck is WWE doing having a match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio where the stipulation is the loser has one of their eyeballs ripped from their goddamn head? <laughs> I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. So, I have no idea what the hell is going on. So, so as the feud goes, um, Seth, Seth Rollins is playing this like uh, Messiah type of character. Where he's yeah, trying he's to save, save the WWE from itself, yeah. essentially. Um, 
And he, a couple months back, he, after a match with Rey Mysterio, he, he like shoved Rey Mysterio's eye into the corner of one of the ring steps, basically. So now they're selling like Rey Mysterio as having this eye injury, like he's wearing a patch underneath his mask and all this other bullshit. And so now that he's back and like his son's getting involved and all this other shit, um, the stipulation that Rey Mysterio chose for their match at uh, at Extreme Rules in a couple weeks is an eye for an eye match, where the winner of the match is the person who can rip the eye out of out of the socket of the other person's head. I have no idea what corner how they're going to back themselves out of this corner. Uh, so if Rey Mysterio <laughs> loses, he's blind. Yes, ostensibly. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. <laughs> I, I I really hope that this is all just an elaborate ruse, uh, uh, just a, a roundabout reason to get Rey Mysterio to wear a Deathstroke, the Terminator outfit, because Deathstroke has like a half mask, right? And one of the masks is doesn't have an eye because he has an eye patch. It looks badass, right? This is dumb. <laughs> like even for wrestling this is dumb like i could take the stupid wedding and all that stuff i could put up with that yo what are you doing what are you doing i no, you know what though i kind of want to see how it, how it plays out i kind of want to watch it now I, I i imagine the match is going to be just a standoff between the two they're going to fight a little bit and then like ray mysterio is going to like black mamba fucking seth Rollins' eye right out of his fucking head <laughs> That's going to be what fucking happens. Oh, fucking insane. Insane, insane, insane. Um, but it's wrestling. What are you going to do? Yeah, what a what a I wild mean. show Extreme Rules is shaping up to be. By the way, <laughs> since there's no other wrestling questions in this week, um, if you're not watching, and you can watch all three shows because they're popping up on all three since they're the tag team champs, um, Bailey and Sasha are doing some, some A-plus quality healing. Uh, in, oh. <laughs> in, 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 in the, in the game right now, it's, they're being really, really good. It's really entertaining oh. to watch All them right. do their thing. And, and again, because, because under the surface is the tension that, you know, they're going to break up soon and it's probably going to be Sasha that turns face and Bailey's going to probably remain the heel most likely <laughs> in this scenario. She's, she, you, you would not think that she'd be an excellent heel, but she's been very, very good actually Oh, so All far. Right. So I've been quite entertaining. Um, speaking of, actually, there was one more wrestling question. Henry asked your thoughts on the new U.S. championship. Mike will have to Google this because I'm sure he hasn't seen it yet. Um, I, so I, I've been trying not to have negative knee jerk reactions to these things when I see them. Um, I don't care for the new intercontinental title. For example, I think it's really bad. Uh, when it comes to wrestling belts, I'm much more of a traditionalist. Um, I like the designs of the old belts best. Uh, for me, the best U S title is still the WCW version of the U S title. Um, I, I don't know why WWE ever, well, I know why they got away from it, but I don't feel they should have. Uh, this is a little too, uh, TNA for my liking this U S championship. It's a little out there. You can tell, like you can tell the people that design these belts, they're not going to people who design belts, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going to, they're going to artists mm-hmm. and this is, you know, some artists interpretation of what a, some artist who is probably not into this stuff, right? Not into like combat sports or wrestling or whatever. 
And because I, I, I first thing I see, a bit of an eyesore, the big ass champion right, right there. Like, I get it. The person <laughs> holding the belt is the champ. I don't need the title of, like, I am the champion, like, to be emblazoned on there. Um, honestly, it looks like something that they want to give to Donald Trump. Like, and I'm not trying to like shit on Donald Trump at this very moment. It seems like something that was made to give to Trump, right? Like it's, it's got, it's, 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 it's a little too much gold. I can't believe I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but I, I I just want a title belt that looks like a title belt, right? I don't, I, I don't need big logos and stuff all emblazoned over it. Well, like see, what's, what's funny is that you say that, but I think that they achieved perfection when they designed the new world championships, basically. Like like the like the design that their top titles use across... Don't, don't like you don't like it that much? See, I, I, I know it's got the big logo on the front, but it's also quite understated, and I also enjoy the customization of having the side plates. I like the depending plates. On who, depending on who holds the championship. I like the plates... But the big branding just makes it look. It makes it look like a. It makes it look like a toy to me. Mm. And uh, you know, it's of course, it's a toy, right? But it just doesn't. Um, it, I, I don't know. It, it these new these new belts don't really do it for me. Um, but you know, I'm an old man. <laughs> a big big goldie is still my favorite belt because it looks awesome, right? And I'm old, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. It's not the worst belt. Like you said, the Intercontinental belt is bad. Mm-hmm. And the twenty four seven belt is a joke. Yeah, but that but that that title is a that title is not a serious title either. It's 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 a it's a story device. For and sure. you can make the argument that all titles are story devices, but the twenty four seven title more than most is just a story well, device. But but I feel like the twenty four like the hardcore belt was a joke belt. And they kind of they kind of knew it. That's why it looked like garbage because mm-hmm. it was a garbage belt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is, uh, I don't know. It just isn't. It just isn't. I don't know. Too, too, I don't hate. I don't hate this. Though. Too too long. Don't read. Mike and I are old, and we are curmudgeonly. That is that is the uh, yeah. that is that's the answer <laughs> to that question. Um, Anthony says, "What is a tool from a game that you'd like to see brought into reality for mainstream use, and why?" Uh, not necessarily a, like a magic tool, but more uh, tech-driven. Uh, either a portal gun mm-hmm. or um, the magic phone from um, Watch Dogs. The phone that can literally <laughs> hack into anything. <laughs> I, I I feel like a portal gun is the correct answer. Um, there's, there's so much utility that a, a teleportation device could have. And it's, yeah. and it's handheld. Um, and it would be pretty fucking cool to be able to teleport places. Yeah. So yeah. Even if it's only, you know, even if it's only places that you can shoot through, you know, with the gun, like if I want to go downstairs, Mm -hmm. I I could just, I don't have to walk downstairs and just bam, shoot the gun. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put it, you wouldn't want to put it at work because, because remember you can see through the portal, like wherever it leads to. So like, you don't want people at work to be able to like see inside your house. Like that's not, that's, that's not an (laughs) ideal situation. Um, but yeah, portal gun, I feel like is the definitively correct answer. I don't know what else you would say. 
Because it's not like you can be like, oh, a pit boy. Like, we have cell phones. Like, like it's, yeah, right. it's significantly better than <laughs> what? what that this is. This is a pit boy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fraction of the size to boot. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Gregory says, do you miss the mass midnight game and console releases? Uh, those were so much fun until online gaming led to a change. Um, no, no, I don't miss having to be up until 2 o'clock a.m. to get a new video game because, again, I'm old. Um, I don't even like having to wait till midnight to play a game that's downloaded on my system. Like, what the fuck? It's like, so why can't they just make the release noon? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be better at this point? Why does it have to be midnight? Why can't it just be fucking noon o'clock Eastern on – Now, do – when they do that, does it – does it unlock for West Coast people? No, it's midnight local. It's midnight local. Midnight okay. local, so. <laughs> and you can't. It's not like you can set the time on your system to cheat it. Like it's right. it's, it's internet based, so like you can't. Like it's uh yeah, you're fucking stuck. And that's the other thing too. Like we used to uh back before I left GameStop, um companies most companies let us release the games the hard copies uh, at nine p.m. because online shit wouldn't even really be enabled until midnight anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't miss midnight launches at all. I can still vivid and and before GameStop streamlined them, like by the time I got to GameStop, they basically had the midnight launch process figured out so that it was streamlined, so that you did your payment before midnight, and then that way at midnight you were handed a video game and you were on your fucking way. I remember back when I was a GameStop customer, um, literally like like back in the day, Madden 05, I want to say, um, I was in line. And they didn't start ringing up people until midnight. And I remember buying my copy from the Owings Mills GameStop, which was a popular GameStop at the time. I wasn't out of there until 1.30 in the fucking morning waiting for my copy of fucking Madden. So, no, I never want to go back to those days. No. Never again. Really don't, man. <laughs> never oh, again. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting question. Uh, Robin asks, what video game sequel disappointed you? The most. Because um, typically in the game world, sequels tend to get better as time goes along. Yeah, but then you got, like, I'm looking at a list of things. Mm-hmm. Well, while Dragon Age 2 is not a disappointment, mm-hmm. it is a disappointment, relatively speaking. Um, Devil May Cry 2 is not good. Um, this person has uh, Uncharted three. Again, that's relative. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect Dark zero. I don't know what that was. <laughs> 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 like they turned a super. They turned a super spy, like this classy super spy, into like a, like a, like a, like a YouTube star, mm-hmm. like a YouTube. She's got highlights and yeah, it's just. Uh, God, I, I miss old Perfect Dark, man. I had a laptop that, that doubled as a turret. Who doesn't want that? Um, KOTOR 2, um, a, a tad disappointing, but again, that's relative. Mm-hmm. Like, I still like that game. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing too many that I, you know, Mass Effect 3, no, I don't agree with Mass Effect 3. I, you know, I, I like Mass Effect 3. Bioshock 2, yeah, I agree with that. Bioshock 2 wasn't as good as the first Bioshock. 
See, I'm trying. I'm trying to find stuff that actually like connected with me um, in some way. So, like for me, um, Call of Duty Four was my first Call of Duty game, um, and World at War was a huge letdown. Even though World at War not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't have the same magic to me as as Call of Duty did for sure. Um, so I think that's definitely in the mix uh, in terms of from my uh, from my thoughts. Um, I'm also flipping through games here uh, just to see if if anything's popping to mind. Um, Mario Two could qualify there, but I was too young to to have that really impact me at the time. Um, oh, there you go. Uh, Force Unleashed Two is one that a lot of p- folks would throw out there, but I also don't think that Force Unleashed was a very good game in, <laughs> to begin with. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arkham Knight for me, I really did not care for Arkham Knight at all, and I thought that. Uh, Arkham City is where that franchise peaked for sure. Arkham Knight just had too much bullshit in it. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Especially like, not, and it's not just like the tank stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was just a lot of nonsense. It was, it was bloated. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it just wasn't as good. Um, yeah, there are a few. There are, uh, there are quite a few. Crackdown 2. Guess what? Crackdown 1 went next. <laughs> so, Trey asks, thoughts on how the modern-day Houdini Randy Pitchford of all people have not had an allegation come out about them recently. Now, here's the thing about Randy Pitchford. Randy <laughs> Pitchford... makes people disappear. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, Ra- Randy Pitchford seems like your garden variety like douchebag. But just because you're a douchebag doesn't necessarily mean that you've bordered on criminal behavior. Like Randy, Randy Pitchford might be kind of a dick, but he very much might not have ever sexually assaulted anybody or made inappropriate comments to anybody. Because maybe on that level, he's not a bad person. That's probably why. Because you'd think if there was something out there that it would have surfaced at this point. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, it probably would have been on that drive that he left at that bar with that <laughs> porn on it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like I said, Rand- Randy Pitchford is, is your garden variety douche. Um, who is, is, it's fine. Like I said, you don't have to like him. But at least he's not doing worse stuff. Count your yeah. blessings, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope he's not doing anything, not because I – you know, care about Randy Pitchford, but because I care about victims. But uh, if he does, oh, you better believe we're going to spend 10 minutes on it. <laughs> oh, we should be laughing about that. Uh, late artist says, your significant other has been kidnapped. You're on a mission, brawling in the streets of rage, perhaps, trying to get to the main boss and rescue your beloved. But suddenly, you're low on health and stamina. You need sustenance, but none is available. You spit an old, you suddenly, you spit, split, I'm assuming he's trying to say, split an old-timey metal trash can. They're just called trash cans, Leonardo. They still, metal trash cans still do exist today. Um, you quickly kick and punch it over to reveal its contents. Mainly trash, but in the center, a perfectly cooked and still warm large turkey leg. Do you eat it? This might be the funniest question I've ever seen. So, um, I, what, what's, so what, what's a worse, what's a worse, um, place to find food in in the trash can that leonardo is talking about or in castlevania where you literally find it inside of a wall that you destroy <laughs> in order to 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 come across it 
I mean, the wall has to be worse, right? Like that was so bad. Like they tried to get rid of it, like hiding a body. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas someone probably like made that turkey leg and just was kind of disappointed with it. You right. know what I mean? So they were just like, ah, let me just place this down here. Especially if it's still warm. Like, of course I'm going to eat that turkey leg. <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? But um, I'm trying to think what, what other what other insane devices food has been found in in video game history. You generally have to go back to the eight and sixteen bit era uh, yeah, to figure this yeah. out. Like like in, yeah. in in the turtles arcade game, like there's pizza boxes laying on the street. Like like, <laughs> like that's just where that yeah, shit that, is. That I don't know about that. You don't know that street that's pizza. Just- yeah, no, no, because rats buy it. Rats eat that pizza, right? Like they like that. But they, that's carry out for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't. Uh, you know, if I see a if I see a, a a warm piece of pizza on the ground or a or a, a big turkey leg that I knocked out of a trash can, I'm probably gonna go with the turkey leg over the pizza. There you go, the the definitive answer. But again, just. You know, I don't know where else you plan to find your food. Just find it. Just find a nice health tonic to to get you by. That's that's what it'll do. Uh, we end with Gustavo, which asks simply, which video game character has big dick energy? Micah, Sonic the Hedgehog. He really does. Like like for, like like he does have attitude. Um, he ain't here for your shit. Like 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 he doesn't have time to wait. He's got to go right. fast. He's just like, yo, I got to go fast, man. Like, come on, man. Let's, let's, let's fucking do this. I can tell you Duke Nukem does not have big dick energy. Duke, Duke, nope. Duke Nukem has a little dick energy. Yeah. Duke, Duke Nukem is the complete antithesis of <laughs> dick energy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it, like I said, that's, that's a tough call. There's probably several characters that you could, uh, that you could um, throw into the mix. Who's, um, uh, who's, uh, the dude from, um, Oh, he's a Destiny vendor. Uh, the Crucible Destiny. Oh, vendor. Shaq's yeah. Sha- Shaq's got yeah. Shaq's got a lot of BD. Yeah, going Shaq's, on. Shaq's fuck you up, yo. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's a badass man. Uh, we're we're so we're we're contemplating getting another cat soon because I guess it's been long enough for my wife from our from our old cat who passed uh, going on ten months ago. Now, oh, at man, this I'm point, sorry to hear that. Is that Ovi? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Didn't I tell you at the time? Ah, uh, you might have, but you said cat, and I was just like tuned out. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest Shaq as a possible name when we uh, oh, that's when awesome. we get that. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if 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 the cat if we end up finding like a one eared cat, I don't think there's any dispute that that's got to be <laughs> that that's got to be what it is. Um, but yeah, so that is it for uh, for the post office. Thank you guys very much for those of you that submitted questions this week. And that is it for the podcast. So again, if you want to submit questions to the Dense Pixels post office, all you have to do is join our fan group on Facebook at densepixels.com slash fans. Subscribe to this show and all the other TMP shows wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Click the like button. Click subscribe. Ring the bell icon. Spike does not know what YouTubers are supposed to do uh, <laughs> on there. And then while you're on the internet uh, doing your browsing and your web surfing, uh, go over to Twitch. Uh, hit up Apparition 410. That's Terrence. Hit up Carrie at Suppets Carrie. Subscribe to them as well. And you can subscribe to the Dense Pixels account while you're there as well if you want. I don't. We don't do much with it, but you can always subscribe. We like clicks. Yeah. They pay the virtual bills. There you go. That's it for this week. Thank you all very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See you.